This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by EB Games. Support us by buying your video games at EB Games. Welcome to my basement, everybody, especially you, Scott Jones. Hey, Victor, it's nice to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. This is a bonus episode. Can you do the bonus episode theme song? Bonus episode, episode, episode. It's more like a sound effect. Okay, that's good, though. I like yeah, that. Thank you. Uh, we saw Guardians of the Galaxy. We thought uh, you may enjoy an audio I could audio have seen only. it twice. You you could have seen it twice, I but you chose not, not to. to. Is that yeah. my review? Well, you just have to wait and find out. That is, uh, I think it's indicative of how you feel about it, but I don't think you'd see anything well, yeah, twice. I don't, honestly, like You've the, seen every, the, every episode of Cheers twice. <laughs> well, I mean, I just think the era of me seeing movies twice is behind me. Right. And we have moved I've, on. I kind of feel that way, too. Except I buy the Blu-rays of all the superhero movies, and I will be buying the Blu-ray of Guardians of the Galaxy. Is that pointing to my review? What are you going to do with your Guardians of the Galaxy Blu-ray? Ruby gets them all. By the time she's ready to start collecting her own movies, they won't even have Blu-rays anymore. Look how you knocked over your coffee. Oh, shit. Thank Thank God. Uh, So I I saw it last Friday. We did not see this together. Nope. Uh, You saw it last night. I went to a press. I'm part of the media. Yeah. uh, So I got to go to the exclusive. Still. Yeah. They (laughs) They didn't take away your car. No, they still let me into the media group. And uh, you went to see a public screening last night with a whole bunch of people. I've heard that this movie plays better. With a group better than, you know, when it's like 10 reporters in an audience. Here's the thing, right? The Marvel movies have gained so much prominence in popular culture. There's a crackle. There's a noticeable energy and electricity in the air when you go to a screening with a bunch of people. They are expecting these things to be roller coaster rides and fun and filled with color and great, you know, witty dialogue and cool characters and awesome special effects. I think so. I think they're also terrified that it's going to suck. Yes, and this one especially, I was really worried that this was going to be Batman in a hole for an hour. And they keep they've been pushing this thing like crazy for months now, and it's early release, and then they got out the trailer, and now the new trailer, and now the secret trailer, and the you know, and it's just like I'm like this thing must suck. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't. Well, yeah, totally. I was worried about it, too. It's just like, come on, just release this fucking thing. I want right. to see it now. I've That's seen these... how you feel when you're on the toilet. Just release. <laughs> Let it go. Some days. I'm not going to lie. That, after the burritos drink, last night. Drink a lot of water, everybody. Yeah, keeps uh, everything moving. But no, uh, the yes. movie actually is super fun. I was terrified that it was going to be a Buckaroo Banzai debacle, which oh. was fun for a minute. But then, like, I'm not a Buckaroo Banzai. You bring up this, this is the second time champ. you did it. I, in nobody the knows about this I don't, movie. I don't. I remember, yeah. like, it seems like a kind of made up joke title. I remember Buckaroo Banzai. I don't think I ever saw it though. But why do you keep drawing parallels with Buckaroo Banzai? Because the way everyone's been describing this movie to me, the, well, the doorman in my building specifically, Firefly and the Avengers combined. Oh wow, that's high praise. I don't think it's quite there. Well, I don't think he's saying like it's it's of the same caliber of either one. But it's like if you took elements sure. of both universes and brought them together. But okay. go ahead with your Buckaroo Banzai. Okay, Stay well, with that. Buckaroo Banzai, and we're not reviewing that, but it was, you know, um, self-aware and... So who uh, was the star of it? Jeff Bridges? Uh, Peter Weller was the main Jesus guy. And John Christ. Lithgow was Robocop? The, uh, yeah. He was in everything back then, and he's a great actor. He played Batman in, uh, in the Dark Knight Returns uh, animated. But um, Oh, Jesus. That was the one Batman aside you're getting today. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I promised he myself was, uh, I was going to contain myself. <laughs> have you seen my Batmobile, All by right. the way? Oh, I my have, God. Okay, yes. anyways. Um, 
they were campy, and campy is hard in these superhero movies. It's really hard. It's hard. Nobody to... does camp anymore, really. I know, and you know, Gunn you, you does. Can't do it. He well, did it with Super, but not so much here. Like this feels more broad and entertaining in yeah. expected ways. He does have a history of doing camp. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a James Gunn story. He's pretty cool. I have one for you. Go for it. Do you want to hear it? you want to keep telling us about Buckaroo Banzai? No, well, I was, that's what I was worried, that this was going to try to be campy and, and kind of too cool for school and mystery men, the Ben Stiller. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, that, that's good. That that's kind good. of thing. You know, that I was, one I get. Yeah, I was yeah. like, no, like, don't go that, down that road. It's, you can't be post-superhero geek funny, cool, and we know everything, insider joke. Yeah, we haven't BS. moved that far. We're getting there. Yeah. They had, a, they had a job to do with this, and it's like, why the fuck should I care about Rocket Raccoon? Right. And we do, but tell us your James Gunn story. It's not a very good one. Okay. Well, actually, it's a great one. Uh, I saw James Gunn, I met him uh, very briefly back when he used to work at Troma. Mm-hmm. And he used to work with uh, Lloyd Kaufman in New York. Uh, they had a studio on Ninth Avenue. And I did a story years and years ago for a magazine that you may or may not have masturbated to called Gallery. Okay, yeah. And so I was doing a profile on trauma, and most mostly I just, you know, was happy to be going to the trauma office and right. to meet Lloyd Kaufman. And I, you know, have been watching the Toxic Avenger movies for years, and and you know, I loved uh, Tromeo and Juliet, which uh, James Gunn also he wrote. And I went up to the office and James Gunn, like it was the worst office in the world. Like right. our office looks like a palace <laughs> compared to the trauma office in New York. And James Gunn, who's about my age, uh, was just sitting at a little desk. He looked like something that had, you know, like a vintage school desk. And he was just typing on a laptop. And he was, he, that, he was, that's when he was making his bones. That's yeah. when he was just a guy on the up and up wanting to be part of the film world. And he's gone on to have a weird career. I follow him on Twitter. And, uh, I, you know, I see he dates some models every now and then and some sexy ladies. He, he's a Hollywood man. He made he's it. a Hollywood guy now, yeah. especially with this movie. Like yeah. this feels like it's a movie and it's entertaining and all of the things that you'd want from a, a summer popcorn movie. But it's also, this is, it's official now. Like yeah. this guy is, he's, he's there. He, he has arrived. He is in the upper pantheon now of pop culture. He is in the best of the best and the biggest blockbusters out there. And this really kind of uh, hit home at, at Comic-Con this year when we were on the Avengers line, because you can look at this with a bit of jaundice and cynicism and a little like, okay, the, you know, Marvel's just trotting all this stuff out. Now, but, and what's left, though? Like, if the, well, this is the bottom of the barrel, right? Of, of the Marvel barrel, I'm guessing. Oh, no, no, no. They've got uh, Ant-Man and Doctor Strange and lots of other characters that they're going to also have to educate us on. And they've also got all the Netflix shows based on uh, the New York urban uh, heroes like Iron Fist and, and um, Luke Cage. Uh, but... While we were on the line, it really hit me that, look, if we can't be excited, and we all were, we were totally, you know, we, we waited a long time for Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth, all these guys, the main big actors, but these are the biggest movie stars in the world, and if we can't be excited about seeing them, then we shouldn't be there. And there were a lot of press folks that weren't that excited, they're all, you know, jaded Hollywood types or whatever, but we were definitely juiced by that, you know, and I think... Gunn has now entered that realm. He's not there. He's not, you know, he's not Joss Whedon walking down the line there, but he's in that world. And a lot of these guys now are also taking the mantle of 
uh, the, what the next Star Wars range is going to be, the Star Trek. Like, it's really exploded out and embracing a whole bunch of new top talent that can handle all of these different kinds of divergent storylines. And it's amazing to see that that gun is there. Well, you trust him now. Yeah, That's he's the an thing. Like, yeah. once you see this movie, you're like, okay, I put all my trust in James Gunn. Whatever movie he directs next. You know, I mean, I didn't think super... It was a great idea, great concept, great actors, you know, but it wasn't great. No. And, and, you know, I don't, what I, I forget what was before that. There was Slither before that. Yeah. And there was some other movie I'm forgetting. Anyway, it just, you know, looking at what he's done leading up to this moment in time, I would never have guessed that he was ready to be able to, to manage these people. And it all, I mean, this is what I said when, when we did our review. It does feel kind of like a second tier Avengers because... You know, Chris Pratt is is great. He's plays Andy Dwyer on uh, Parks and Rec, uh, but I wouldn't want to. I don't know if I want to see him as a superhero in a movie. I don't. I don't and, think he's enough. And he, I don't know if, yeah. if Zoe Saldana is enough, and I don't know if Dave Bautista is enough. But and I don't altogether, know if, they are enough. Yeah, you know, but just enough. And I think that's part of it too. Is right. like, and, and maybe that's part of the tale of Guardians of the Galaxy is that they aren't the badass you know, multifaceted, multi-talented superheroes that you see in the other Marvel movies. These yes. guys are just sort of just a band of idiots that can just pull it together enough to do something amazing. And they do, and they pull it off. And it's like they have the appropriate director to do that too, yeah, right? Yeah. They have a trauma-trained director who and you know one of the things that I noticed. I like that. Let's make that a regular term: a trauma-trained director. Right, and it's like the Cormac. And Lloyd Cormanage. Kaufman's in the movie. You get a little glimpse of what him. Was he? He's in a prison scene where all the prisoners are cheering, That's and you hilarious. can just see Lloyd Kaufman in there. Well, I mean, I really felt like there was an aw- a nod to the old Star Trek, uh, you know, production values, where people just look like they got doused in orange paint. And then James Gunn would just say, okay, you're an alien. Yep, you're you're that's an alien. True. You're an alien. Absolutely. And, and they would stand in front of sets that looked like they were kind of shaking as people walked or, you know, mats that didn't yes. quite, you know, digitally connect with that beautific perfection that you expect from, you know, the biggest budget Hollywood movies. It's still a gorgeous movie and there's still lots to take in, but it did feel, it felt like it, it, it kind of, like it didn't just it rumble into shape it creaked into shape or it just sort of you know at the last minute snapped together kind of thing you know which I think you kind of want out of a movie like well, that I, 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 I'm sure it took legions of people yes. to make this oh, there's a wall of credits and and many many writers and certainly not all of them credited for sure and I'm sure Gunn wasn't alone in making some of the decisions he made yeah. and, I mean it took teams and teams of people to make this thing and I think they did a pretty cohesive job and I think they did a pretty good job in maintaining James Gunn's aesthetic that he has developed over the years and I think it's enjoyable and I think you know there's lots of humanity and and lots there's some pathos there's emotion you start feeling for I you know I started rooting for the quill and Zoe Saldana's character like like yeah let them kiss you know yeah. let's have a little romance yeah. let's, I, let... I thought it has a very strong beginning too I thought it was a very emotional it kind of reminded me of the Star Trek uh, the first JJ yeah Abrams I didn't movie. you mean the framework of the yeah the way it opens up I really like that and, yeah uh, it has some emotional yeah. depth right from the start yeah. it's not it's not afraid of that either yes. yeah. and it certainly has much more emotion than 
either of the Star Trek movies, which I liked a lot. You know, not the second one as much, but the first one I did like. Yeah, and you know what? I, I think uh, if Rocket Raccoon and Groot didn't work, this movie would have been complete. Oh, man. But, and they are the toughest thing, but I, I love Rocket Raccoon. I thought he was phenomenal. I thought... I just don't know why Bradley Cooper needs to be Rocket Raccoon. Why, why not just let him? Why does Bradley Cooper need, need to be part stunty, of this? It feels stunty, right? I know. It feels like they had budget left over, so they they overspent on stuff well, like that. Even like Vin yeah. Diesel. Like, why does he need to be Groot? Like, you could just, it doesn't matter. I don't care that that's Vin Diesel. Like, I kept waiting for some sort of Vin Dieselness to come out of him. Yeah. Oh, and then we're, we're kind of giving away a lot of the movie if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, but there's no Vin Dieselness really that comes out of Groot. Like I could have been, it could have been, been anybody. Could have been anybody. Both yeah. of them. But both of them. But for they're sure. good. They're yeah, both, they're, they're good. They're good, and the animation is amazing. And like, there's a scene where Rocket really gets sold for me, where he wakes up and he's been sleeping, and half of his face. You said is, this in the review. Yeah, yeah, is all smunched in, and and I don't know if they're going to cut that in, but I love that scene because <laughs> it really, it really made me. Uh, it endeared him to me, you know, like he's just this fuzzy little dude. And he just he, reminded you of Clyde. And he reminds me of Clyde. Yeah. And I could just see Clyde with a giant bazooka. If Clyde was driving yeah, a rocket ship. Tapping on the outside of our house, wanting to get in because meowing. we kick him out at night every night because he meows all the you time. You make him go outside at fuck night? Yeah, and now, now if he had a big rock, rocket with him, it's maybe cold I'd at let night, him, you know? I, yeah, fuck that guy. Well, no wonder. Fuck uh, Clyde. Uh, wakes us up. No all wonder the raccoon long. is mad in the course of the movie. They probably make him sleep outside at Clyde night. Clyde knows. Now he just goes to the door at night. He's like, okay, I'm, I'll go sleep outside. He just, like, <laughs> honestly, like, a baby and a cat is enough. You know, like, you need some sleep in there. You're, but you're, I, let me ask you this. Full. What are you asking me? Let me ask you this. Listen, let me Do ask you this. Do you describe Reviews on the Run as the show you may or may not have masturbated to? <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> what you said that about Gallery Magazine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm some somebody must have masturbated to the show. I'm sure <laughs> we really don't want to talk about I hope that. that or person about is that. not listening today. You know, I couldn't help but you know, it's hard to watch any of these movies, especially this movie, because without me. It, well, that's part of it. Yeah. I didn't want to say that right away, but yeah. yes, I was going to get to that. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's hard to want, not think of. I couldn't help but think of Star Wars because right. I couldn't help but think of Princess Leia. I couldn't, you know, I'm looking at Quill, uh, Chris Pratt's character. I'm thinking of Han Solo, you yeah. know, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at the villain, uh, whatever his name is, Rodan. Yeah. I'm like, why isn't he as bad as Darth Vader? And he's, and, and he's playing Vader, but it's yeah, not as good. It's not as good. And Thanos, uh, oh, we shouldn't reveal anything. Spoiler. I don't know who the, you're and, talking about. We, anyways, I saw it last Friday. It's you not saw Star it sooner. Wars. It's not Star Wars. No, but there's little bits of Star yes. Wars in there. And I think part of the reason why it's not, and part of the reason why Star Wars is Star Wars, this movie is fucking cluttered. There is so much shit going on. And you can follow it. And it, if you look at Star Wars, it's like an art house movie compared yeah. to yeah. this movie because it is so busy. And there's always new planets and new environments and new contraptions that they're wandering into. And it's like the trash compactor scene in Star Wars being played out over two hours. Like, it's yeah. kind of like that. Right. Uh, it's, it's not uninteresting, but it just, like, it's, George... It, it's, it defeats itself George, a little like, bit. Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I just can't help but revere George. Like, I sometimes I forget, and sometimes I'm so mad about those prequels, but sometimes I... Like, that was a fucking moment, They man. were amazing movies. Like, that yeah. original movie was so spare and efficient and just mm -hmm. was so sure of itself. Yeah, I mean, in a way... What we see with Guardians of the Galaxy this weekend, and I really do encourage everybody, you can watch the review yeah, go tonight. See it. But Super uh, fun. I, you know, go see it. But what we're seeing kind of is a sequel already. You know, even though it's an origin story, it just feels so 
much like there's pieces and threads and stuff in there. It's like we're mid story, you know? And so huge chunks of the movie because of these decisions is because of these threads and because of this hyper franchise that Marvel is creating across all of its different comic properties. And trust me, I'm excited about all that. But because of all that, this feels like we're, we're landing in the middle of a sequel instead of, you know, really, good point. really getting into who these people... Like, we have no idea who th- these characters are. They're all describing how come they're all tragically affected and they're pissed off or whatever. But we don't get to know them because we are never not running through this film. Yes. And it's, uh, it's a little... I mean... And I think, honestly, that's why this won't be as uh, timeless or as highly regarded, at least by me, as the first Iron Man or the first Thor uh, or the first Captain America, uh, you know, or the Avengers. Like, it's, it's amazing that it was accomplished and it's so competent, um, but it's... It's not the best of the Marvel movies. But, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm and, but it still kicks the ass out of that shit Green Lantern. All right, leave that movie alone. Yeah. It's like beating up the smallest, puniest kid in <laughs> but school. But that should have been amazing. It was I know, also but cosmic. It, still, it had lots of characters. But nobody had figured out superhero movies to that extent True. yet. Like, they were still working on the secret formula. Now, True. of course, and that's my worry, is that they figured out the secret formula, and now we're going to get that over and over again for a while until they have to figure it out again. Yeah. But my worry, and it's a bigger worry, is that... I just feel like as we progress on from Guardians of the Galaxy, we're going to care less and less about who... I don't care about an Ant-Man. I don't... Like, who cares about these... Paul Rudd, man. I know, but that doesn't matter. Back up. You will love Ant-Man. You know know what I'm saying, though. Like, I feel like the Marvel oeuvre only goes so far, and most of that, for most people, is the Avengers. And I... I don't know how much we're going to care we'll going see. forward. Like we'll if, see. If, if, if the future movies have this kind of pluck and yeah. this kind of spirit and this kind of you know, lightheartedness and it, this carbonation that, that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy has, yeah, I'll go see it and I'll sit through it and I'll have a pretty good time. But I, I think we sit down with that kind of A-grade Avengers expectation when we go into these things and it all like... I just could I couldn't help but sit there and think, uh, why aren't I watching another Avengers movie instead of this? I want to see the Hulk. Yeah. I want to see well, Captain America. I want to see Iron your, Man. I don't your, want to see Ant Man. And your friend's analogy of this being like a Firefly meets uh, Star Wars was that no, it? it was Firefly and the Avengers and Avengers. Well, and it was the doorman in my building. Yeah, and I, th- I feel like uh, like Firefly, this probably would have been a way better television series, a very expensive one. But a terrific. It feels like a series. television show for for about a little over two hours, yeah. right? Like it keeps good. Like it has yeah. episodes are built into it, and, and it's a big know. it's a big concept. Like like I was thinking, there's a villain, and then there's also Michael Rooker. Yeah, and so we've got two villains, and, and then we've got the Nova Army as well, which is I don't cool even know what distinct. that is. I know, and it, like you you leave the movie, it's like. I just was in the center of a fireworks display, and yeah. there was a raccoon yelling at me. Yeah, you know, like. Which is amazing. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I said on my wedding night. <laughs> that is it, word for word. 
<laughs> All right. Well, we're not reviewing it. We just wanted to have a little discussion about yeah. the uh, Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy. You know what? Let's maybe digest it and yeah. uh, pick it up again next week. Sounds good. I don't know. Sounds good. I, I like we should talk. talk. You got to see Winter Soldier. I can't wait to hear what you think of that one. Uh, it's not in the theaters anymore. I just no. saw the X Men movie yesterday, yeah. but I did want to see the Winter Soldier. I guess it'll be on Netflix soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk soon. <laughs> All right. We'll talk. We'll talk about that soon. I and, can't uh, wait. So that, that, that concludes our bonus episode. Oh, one more thought. Uh, but what are we going to see for next week? I want to get people excited. Oh, we're going to see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> well, don't tune in next week or else you will hear us talking about that. Next week, we will be missing Rocket Raccoon in the big way. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> elevated to an 11. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>